Welcome to Deep Well Astrology. I'm Allison Disler, a psychological astrologer and somatic educator. And in this podcast, we'll explore how astrology can illuminate our embodied consciousness and nourish our soul. Welcome to or welcome back to Deep Well Astrology Podcast. Over these last few months and into the next, I'm making my way through the topic of astrologically informed self-care, using the moon sign as a general focal point for how we can approach self-care and emotional nourishment from an astrological perspective. Besides being a person-centered psychological astrologer, I'm also a body worker and somatic movement educator, so this theme of how we can each come to deeply entwine with and understand how to nourish our emotional and bodily self is at the forefront of my practice. And it's also at the forefront of my day-to-day work with clients and in my own self-care. I've calculated birth charts for all of my consenting clients as a way to help me understand deeper how I may be of service as a practitioner and a guide. I hope this podcast series on the moon can augment and aid those folks seeking more wisdom for their self-care toolkit. So today is May 19th, 2022, and the moon is in Capricorn. And while I'd love to speak again on the moon in Capricorn, it's already spoken for in episode 31. So I'm going to back up or retrograde our moon topic to self-care for a moon in Scorpio. I've chosen this moon in honor of our recent lunar eclipse over May 15th and 16th at 25 degrees Scorpio. If you have access to your natal chart, take a look at what house Scorpio represents for you. I use whole sign house division for my chart calculation, so each house is represented by one sign. What house does Scorpio represent for you? And what are the general themes of that house? So if you're new to this, you might like to pause this podcast for a moment. Notice the Scorpio house, and then you can even Google or look up themes of the second house or fourth house or eighth house in astrology if you're new to it. Read very literally, an eclipse on the south node, which is what we just went through earlier this week, can indicate something is being decreased or eclipsed out. Something that once had light is darkened, a somberness, a dimming of something, or around the themes of that house. A full moon without an eclipse is often a culmination point or an ending, and with the south node it adds a layer of decrease or diminishment. If we look to the nature of the moon in Scorpio, Scorpio as an archetype is often about purging or resurrection or diving deep into the dark matter to refine, sift, sort through, and at its best potential, turn compost into gold, into something of value. But for many of us, this past eclipse also being a square to Saturn could have had a more confining or having to sit or face a deep truth in ourselves or with others, depending on our house placements, and do so kind of in a hard place, like 
contained or in a corner. And still others may experience a Scorpio lunar eclipse as mysterious, dark, dreadful, fearful, tiresome, or having to face something in the depths that brings something up that may be uncomfortable. So it could be a combination of all of those, especially depending on how you feel about the Scorpio archetype, if you've got any of that in your chart already. So for those of us who do have some Scorpio placements in our chart, or know folks who do, we may be more seasoned swimmers of this potential intensity, purification, purging, or depth. And for others, not so much. So as we continue through this week and through the continued eclipse cycle, through the Taurus-Scorpio axis, through the rest of this year and into part of next year, be kind to those around you who may find themselves struggling when facing dark matters. We also can't leave out that since I last recorded a podcast, we are now amidst Mercury retrograde and Gemini heading back towards Taurus until about June 3rd. The astrological calendar seems ripe for a living review or perhaps some reworking, re-editing, redoing, or reviewing something. And with the depth offered by the Scorpio eclipse, it's possible that our reviewing tasks could elicit a subterranean shift in ourselves, with others, in our daily environment of work, home, school, or recreation. As we dive deeper into this episode, we'll focus on astrologically informed self-care for folks who have a natal moon in Scorpio. I read the moon in several different ways in a chart. One is the moon as an indicator of emotional processing style. Two, moon as related to the perception of the primary care person or mother. And three, as an indicator of what is needed in order to feel emotionally nourished. So I'm using language here that may already elicit feelings for some people. Um, and when I refer to the mother, um, I know that not all of us had a mother um, growing up. So you can also refer to this primary care person or think about that person or figure who was most responsible for nourishing or feeding you when you were first born. So very little. I also want to name clearly that I also know emotional nourishment is not intuitive for all of us. In fact, for some of us, the word nourishment itself can feel hard to swallow. Nourishment is often tied to our relationship with food. That's our first thought about it. And it's important to learn what kinds of food and beverages are nourishing for us. But what I'm speaking to today is this other layer of nourishment. So this kind of nourishment that's on the level of feelings emotions, or the inner spirit or soul. Things, actions, ideas, and rituals that support our emotional well-being and potential. So some of us were raised in a time, in a place, in a family with lots of emotional resourcing and nurturance. Others of us have had to come to terms with maybe we weren't or we have to relearn or are currently in the schoolhouse of relearning emotional nourishment skills, and some of us even how to nourish ourselves so that we can have emotions and that can feel like a rich part of our lives. I do believe since we all grow, mature, and change through life, we can always benefit by assessing and reconnecting 
with how we are offering our self-nourishment or not all through life. And that changes all through life, depending on our needs. Astrology, especially our moon sign, can be a tool or another way into personalizing our self-care habits, routines, and rituals, since every moon sign likes to be nourished in its own archetypal way. So before we dive deeper, just take a moment. How do you know you feel emotionally satisfied? What are the routines, rituals, and things you do or that you would consider self-care that speak to that deepest sense of feeling emotionally nourished or spiritually well? So generally speaking, a moon in Scorpio is nourished by depth, by investigation, by deep dives into mystery, the truth, and the heart of the matter. It is nourished by loyalty and intimate conversations and connection. A Scorpio moon can also be nourished by being alone or having space for privacy and protection, for personal hobbies reading or diving deep into a subject or topic without interruption. Scorpio is a fixed water sign, so a Scorpio moon might be nourished by activities that allow its focus or its fixity to be one of service, something that can be worked at, worked on, explored, or discovered. At its best, Scorpio moon loves to get to the bottom of things, or be in truth or the depth with oneself, a person, or a topic. But when the Scorpio moon is not feeling nourished, or whose need for privacy is invaded, it can also be poisonous to oneself and to others with its defensive offense, the scorpionic pushback or sting. The same moon that can be so gifted and purging and purifying something to get to an essential gem can turn tumultuous and stormy if unfulfilled, if it's not given enough time, space, and or conditions to go through the depth of its processing style. When speaking about emotional processing style, the same can be true for that. There may be some innate need to pull back and work through things on one's own to get to a truth before processing with somebody else. When thinking about how our natal moons can also be indicated of the perception of our primary care figure, a mother, we may feel as if this first primary care person was scorpionic in some way, was intense for us to process. The figure could have been perceived as over-loyal to us or devouring or all-consuming in some way, really focused on us. I like that idea of like a hyper-focus. If we're the subject of that scorpionic being's hyper-focus, that can feel like a lot of penetrating energy coming our way in a fixed way. If we take that poisoning theme a little further, this primary care person could have felt as having a poisonous sting to us, or in some way feeling poisonous. This figure could have been perceived as intensely deep or private. So this is on, you know, another side of things. If that 
focus was not on us as a small person necessarily, that same primary care figure could have been seen as mysterious or deep or sort of withdrawn into their own deep mystery. They could be shelled off, focused on their work or craft. And in a practical light, so another way to look at the Scorpio moon, the primary care figure or mother could have actually been involved or employed in some way having to do detective work, surgery, mystery novel writing, things where that scorpionic need for purging was actually of service to a larger population. So in the medical field, things like that, the psychologist. I think it's important to name that with a Scorpio moon, some of us will have had a challenging time with feeling nourished from our primary care person, not necessarily because this person was a bad or a flawed being, but it may have been due to the circumstance or different in temperament. So the way that this nourishment was perceived may have felt prickly or not right or devouring in some way. And for some of us with the Scorpio moon, we will have had a difficult time with our primary care person that may have had to turn us to our own innate primary survival skills. So whether this primary care figure was overbearing or maybe they were involved in their own deep mysterious work or shelled off in some way, their Scorpio moon may be indicative of having to know about how to survive on our own, to get down to our own truth to survive. So this entwines us deeply with that mythology of the phoenix, of going down to the depths of maybe having to be in the darkness and gather our resources to resubmerge once again. So learning to develop inner resources some from some of those rich, dark places may have had to happen early for some of us who have a Scorpio moon. So before we continue, I would encourage us to take a moment to reflect if you've got a Scorpio moon or you're learning about Scorpio moons or you know someone in your life that has one. Think about that for a moment. Think about that idea of the relationship with the perception of the primary care person and realize that person may have not actually been like that as a total personality. That may just be the way that you perceived them. How did that work for you? And what did this early person model to you about nourishment? As children, we learn a lot through modeling behavior and unspoken gestures. If you are a person whose early environment did not model a healthy form, image, or example of nourishment, the good news is that it's never too late to begin right now as you are and reconnect with, learn about, or integrate a sense of authentic self-care and nurturance. From what we've gathered so far from the Scorpio archetype, let's explore some practical examples or suggestions that could get a Scorpio moon feeling emotionally nourished. Remember, I'll make some suggestions, but feel free to take, leave, or amend these to a place that feels evocative or interesting to you. We might explore how a Scorpio moon is nourished by privacy and a sense of protection. We could look into our life and discern where are the places of privacy 
that are just for me. Look out to your week. How much privacy do you have? Where can you be alone and feel protected in your solitude? Where can you go to reflect, write, meditate, or even just have a cup of coffee and allow space for solitude, quiet, and or deep thinking, contemplation? Speaking of meditation, a Scorpio moon can be nourished by places that it's able to go deep into, that can go subterranean, like a deep sea diver. So you could go deep sea diving, you could go swimming or excavating, but if you're a body-centered person, you might even consider trying to replicate this sort of deep dive. Consider trying a daily meditation or yoga practice, and not just five minutes, but think of things like a yoga nidra or a half-day retreat, or take a look at where you could go to dive deep into one of these practices, exploring the depth of the body or the soma. If you're more extroverted, you might be wanting to look for a group of people that were spending a day in reflection or a half-day in reflection. And for a Scorpio moon person who feels more extroverted or drawn to people, you could also consider joining or starting a group of folks that are speaking their truth or writing their truth, going to the heart of the matter, potentially exploring the deeper mysteries of existence. So that could be formal or informal. Another way a Scorpio moon may feel nourished is by st starting or cultivating a hobby or activity that puts its investigative or strategic functions to use. This may be through mystery novels, solving puzzles, or playing games. Think about games that involve some kind of figuring out or strategic planning, or maybe an escape room, or a long drawn out board game. You might consider who in your life is a like-minded friend who enjoys those sorts of things where you can have a fixed focus on something for a while and go deep into it. If you're creatively compelled, you might try your hand at crafting your own mystery story, game of strategy, or a puzzle. And finally, and maybe most importantly for this emotional nourishment or spiritual nourishment of a Scorpio moon, Get used to paying attention to the way you are feeling. Not all moons and folks are going to be nourished by the depths or the truth as you are. In fact, sometimes people actually feel that that is too intense. It doesn't feel nourishing for them. So honor, if that's true for you, that you protect that space for yourself and also allow yourself to go in without needing to push or pull anyone else in with you unless they're wanting to do that too. And if you feel suffocated by swimming in too much surface detail or small talk or administrative tasks and things like that, make sure that you take agency to create a place, time, a group or situation where you can be the deep well that you are and stay afloat and stay full as that Scorpio moon. May the depth of that mineral rich water soothe your soul.
Until next time, breathe deep, linger long.